Hebrews 11, verses uh, 23 to uh, 29. We'll just read it out. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he had come, was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's uh, daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was invisible. Uh, through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest the, he that, be, that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. So that's, that's an awful lot to, uh, to cover in uh, five minutes. I'm probably not going to do that, am I? Um, look, we all face um, trials and, uh, and tribulations in life, and we make choices, don't we, in terms of how we deal with those trials. Um, by faith, we can make the right choices, which is what I believe they're talking about here. You know, if you think about it, our whole life is all about choices and decisions, some good, some bad. Um, you know, some of you would remember there was a, a record company called the Decca, and um, they made a, a, an unbelievable decision uh, when they were uh, auditioning a, a brand new pop group called the Beatles. Um, and they thought that the, uh, a four-man pop group was old hat and uh, was never going to amount to anything, so they dumped them. Um, and they ended up being the most popular pop group in history. And they made billions for themselves and for their new record company called EMI. So that was a great decision, wasn't it? So the point of it is we make decisions on whether we are going to give in to temptation every day or whether we don't give in to temptation. We decide whether we're going to witness to somebody uh, or not. You know, the choices that we can make are either trivial or they can actually change our whole lives. You know, and those of us that are spirit-filled, you know, thank God that we responded when somebody talked to us about the Lord. Amen? Telling us about a relationship that we could have with the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's why we're here. You know, right choices in our spiritual walk are made by exercising faith about trusting God because he knows best and Moses is an excellent example of that. That's why he's in this uh, hall of fame for the uh, um, you know, examples of faith. You know, Pastor David said that uh, we haven't got time to go back to the Old Testament, but I'm going to cheat a little bit. And, uh, and say that the, there's a really good summary of Moses' life um, in Acts chapter 7. And if you get a chance, have a look at that. Stephen uh, went through uh, Moses' history there before he was uh, stoned to death. Um, and it's, it really gives us a little bit more extra flavour of uh, what's going on here. In this particular area of, uh, of the chapter, I believe there are two key types of faith that are being talked about here. One of them's about the faith of the parents and the other's about the faith of Moses in uh, really rejecting what the world has to offer and uh, following after the Lord. And uh, it's a pretty amazing story. You know, if you think about, uh, in verse 23, it talks about his parents 
you know, the faith that they had when he was born. They said they, hided, they hid him for three months after Pharaoh had, uh, was getting worried that he was going to be overrun by Israelites, who he had as his slaves. And so he decreed that uh, all of the, uh, the baby boys would be thrown into the Nile and killed. Um, you know, imagine if you were the parents, what an incredible uh, scenario that was. And what an incredible amount of faith that uh, Moses' parents had to hide their child for three months, you know, under pain of death. It's a pretty amazing thing. Um, interesting little uh, uh, point here. It says, because they saw he was a proper child. And when you look at, um, as I say, Acts 7, uh, and you look at the meaning of what that actually means, it says that he was an exceedingly beautiful child unto God. Now, every, I know every parent thinks that their child is beautiful, even if others don't think so. So, uh, you know, there must have been something about Moses that was just unique, so much so, as I said, that their parents were, uh, his parents were prepared to, under pain of death, to hide him. Imagine what that must have been like. You know, every time he cried, you know, quick, quick, you know, calm him down, don't let him cry. They couldn't even let uh, his older brother go out to play because, you know, what if he said something to somebody else and then it got back to uh, the pharaoh and, uh, and the soldiers and so on. It must have been absolutely incredible. And then the next step after that, they put him into a, uh, uh, you know, a raft of, uh, uh, of reeds and floated him down the river. So after three months, when they couldn't hide him any longer, they put him on a raft and put their trust completely in God and pushed him down the river. And just imagine that. You've got a brand new baby. Everyone loves a brand new baby, but particularly the parents. And to put that baby in harm's way is, is unthinkable. So you can imagine the incredible faith that these parents had to do that, trusting that God was going to look after this child. They believed somehow, I believe, you know, given the context, that this child was going to be the deliverer of Israel. And so they trusted God was going to look after him, and he did. And we know the story. He, he went in the, uh, uh, in the rushes there, and he was um, uh, seen by Pharaoh's daughter. And, uh, and how about this? The mother gets to be the nursemaid. So you can't say that God is not a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Those parents... They gave up the child and then they got to, and I presume the father must have got some involvement. I mean, obviously the mother was the nursemaid, you know, as, it was, as, as Moses was brought up in the, uh, in the household of Pharaoh there. But uh, just an incredible amount of faith. And, and the point that I wanted to make was, never, as parents, never underestimate how important it is to bring up our children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and how our faith impacts our children, you know, little ears are always listening. So our testimony, our, our faith, you know, our godliness, the way we live our lives at home is so important because it has an impact on that child or the children in that family. And, you know, the best things, the leg best legacy that you can leave your children is, number one, a, a good marriage, and number two, you know, them seeing your life of godliness, you know, leading a life of faith, exercising faith. You know, when the kids are sick, 
Mum and Dad, can you come and pray with me? Knowing that, you know, that prayer of faith is going to heal the children. You know, kids aren't stupid. They know. If it doesn't work, they'll tell you. But if they see that mum and dad are praying in faith, they're going to have, that's going to have a, a tremendous impact on them. And when they are ready to you know, accept the Lord in their life and get filled with the Holy Spirit themselves and, and walk their walk, then that's going to just have, be so good for them. I mean, it says that a um, little bit later on that um, Moses, um, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of, of Egypt. So if you look back in... Um, um, in Acts chapter 7, it says that Moses was trained up into all of the, the, the wisdom and knowledge of Egypt. Now, just imagine that. Egypt was the, was the sort of the top nation of the world at that stage. They had, you know, um, incredible engineering prowess. They built the pyramids. They did all these amazing things. And Moses grew up in that environment, getting the best of uh, tuition. They were also incredibly pagan. They had a God for everything. And yet he still remembered what his parents had taught him, you know, his mother in particular, as she grew up, as he grew up in that household, as she was the nursemaid. So the faith that she imparted to him was sufficient for him to remember. And, and you know, when he came to age 40 or whatever it was, when uh, he, you know, he, he, uh, he decided to... Um, to, to stand up and, and walk away from the riches of, uh, of Egypt, he remembered what his parents had told him. And I think that's just an incredible thing for parents to never give up teaching your children and, and bringing them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. So number one, the parents' faith. Number two, you know, I said he was uh, about 40 when uh, he decided to, uh, to really reject everything. Just imagine... You're brought up in the lap of luxury. You're, you're getting the best of everything. Everything was on tap. And, and we know how wealthy Egypt was. You, know, you look at some of the, uh, the treasures that they brought out of the, uh, the King Tutankhamun and so on. You see them in the uh, British Museum and whatever. Um, he would have had an easy life if he decided to not do what he, uh, what he did. He could have sat back. He could have been waited on hand and foot. He probably was uh, growing up anyway. And yet it says by faith, he rejected all of that. By faith, he decided to follow the Lord. Because Why? Because he could see the future, a relationship with God. That esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. There's an interesting parallel between Moses' life and the life of Jesus. That's a whole story. I'm not even going to go there right now, but it's an incredible um, parallel. You know, Moses was a type of Christ. It might be worth talking about that one day. But where it says they're esteeming the, re- the reproach of Christ, I mean, he didn't know Christ. But the, the word that that comes from is actually Messiah. And uh, what it's saying is he's esteeming the, the sufferings of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Yes, there were natural treasures, but, you know, he rejected all of that. He went through all of the suffering and, uh, you know, sort of, um, you know, throwing it to one side to become a, a shepherd boy. He went from the, you know, sort of being the, the, the prince in Egypt in a palace to now being a shepherd in the desert. I mean, it's just extraordinary when you think about it. 
that he would do that. So choosing the suffering of that, he, he saw that as more desirable because of his heavenly inheritance than the earthly riches that he rejected. So it's just an amazing, amazing story. And, you know, in our life, we spend our lives trying to get a little bit of what Moses got, don't we? We try and get a nice car. We try and get a nice house. We, we work hard so that we can get a bit of money. Who hasn't dreamt that, uh, you know, they could win the lottery one day? We think that, you know, having riches is going to give us happiness, but it doesn't. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. That's the important thing, godliness, seeking after you know, our heavenly inheritance, keeping that in the forefront of our mind. That enables us to act in faith. That enables us to reject the things that this world has and follow after the Lord, which is what Moses did here. It's a choice, Jesus Christ or the world. You can't have a foot in both camps. We're looking about eternity. We're thinking about what's going to come in the life to come, not about the temporary pleasures here. That's what it's saying here, the uh, enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. Moses could have done that. As I said, he could have had a life of luxury. But he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. And it's always the choice. Sin's fun. That's why people do it. But it's got a sting in the tail. Just ask King David. Yes, he was forgiven, but he suffered a, a lifetime of um, disconnect in his family um, as a result of the sin that he had with Bathsheba. So just the two things. The faith of the parents... And secondly, rejecting the world because they're keeping our eyes upon the, the heavenly prize, which is our everlasting life with Jesus and not getting caught up in the world.